0: This morning, I have, a, I have a special, special, we have a special treat. Um, m- most of you guys uh, know uh, Fernando Soto. He's here uh, with his wife, Nona, and he was the, the founding pastor of our, um, of our Spanish ministry. And so he's visiting uh, our country, and he has a word of God from you guys. I'm super excited. I read through the notes, and I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be really good. So uh, will you welcome him, uh, Fernando? Thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Well, first thing I'm gonna say is that Carrie invited you to see that that chair, and that's precisely what I'm not gonna invite you to see that in this <laughs> sermon. But just take it as the, the ministry invitation, but spiritually, you will understand why I don't want you on that chair. And I thank Joshua for inviting me today to share the word of God with you. Be patient with me. The only time I speak English is when I come to the United States uh, once a year. So I don't practice it back in Chile. And uh, you are very blessed uh, to be gathering together again. We've been without meeting as a church for 16 months. So the only times that I've been gathered together with people like you face to face has been these two times that we have come to the States in the last, uh, last year and this year. So we hope that in a couple of weeks, when we go back to Chile, the government will allow us to, to meet again. So pray for us. We've been sitting a lot in 16 months. You've been sitting a lot because of COVID, uh, the COVID uh, crisis. Too much time on our rear ends. Zoom working, taking classes, and it is time that we move. We need to move. We need to exercise. And this is uh, true also in the spiritual area of our lives. We need to move. Everyone needs to move. Are you ready to move? Are you ready to move closer to Jesus? And uh, I I will invite you to think now in the present, and don't think about the past, think on the present, okay? In which chair are you sitting now? We're going to talk about these three chairs here. We are just finishing this series of sermons on Proverbs, wisdom from God. You've been reading, you've been studying the Proverbs, And Psalm 1 starts with a man that is wise, a person that is wise. And the Psalm 1 says that that person is blessed. Blessed is the person who does not sit in the seat of mockers. So I will invite you today in this sermon to move, to change the position. If you are not in the right position before God, and before your family, and before uh, society. So I'm going to explain the chairs. Chair number one. This chair number one right here is the chair that I would like you to be always. Sitting in this chair number one. This is, if, if you're taking notes, commitment. This chair is called commitment. You are committed to God. You trust the Lord. You have faith in him. You have a commitment with the church. You enjoy the presence of God in your life. You look for direction uh, through the Holy Spirit. Commitment. You love God. You love others. You serve the world. You are committed to Christ. Okay, that's chair number one. Don't forget it, okay? Chair number two. This one Is the church of, uh, I would call it, compromise. It's a a little bit more comfortable than this one. It moves around. This is the chair of compromise. That means that you made a commitment in the past to God, but now you are compromising. There is a story in the Bible, Matthew 13, about the the farmer that, uh, with the seed. You remember that parable, the seed? And, the, and, and, the, and some seed fell um, on the path, on the road, you know, and then the, the, the birds came and they ate it. So the people that uh, sit on this chair are those people that uh, in the past they received the word of God, the seed of the kingdom in them, But something happened. And the the devil came and took away from you that thing that you pressured the most. So you started strong. You made promises to God. But it didn't last it. You were younger, probably, when you committed. But now you're not that younger. Probably you were fervent, devoted, but something happened from chair number one to chair number two. I don't know what happened. You got older probably, you got sick, you married, you got busy. Uh, and do, you do think as yourself as a Christian, but God is not the center of your life. The people that sit on this, uh, on this chair, on the middle chair, number two, they live with a lot of guilt because of compromise. Sometimes they, they feel they are closer to God, but then um, when they go to work, when they have a relationship, they, 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 they go other ways. And then they feel bad about themselves, and they want to come back to chair number one, but... With the world, the problems, or whatever is in your life, takes that away. Notice that this, this chair rolls. Woo! <laughs> you know, so sometimes you roll this way, and you want to be committed, you want to be closer to God, but other times you go this direction. It depends where the wind blows. You will go. You can go and look to the past, to the f- present, to the future, uh, and uh, this is is very unstable. Joshua told me, "Don't lean back on this chair because it may break." Remember last, last year or two years ago when I preached about the two chairs, and I broke one of those. Well, I'm not gonna move uh, <clears throat> a lot on this one, but this is a comfortable comfortable church. I mean, chair, but it is, it is movable. It moves. You cannot know who you really are. Because you peel, when you're sitting on this chair, you please people. When you are with Christian people, you feel good. You want to be with them and, and relate to them. But then you when you meet with other people that are not close to God, you, you want to sympathize with them. You don't want them to... to Um, put you away from their group so you don't know who you are it depends on circumstances and instead of commitment chair number three this is the rocking chair this is the most comfortable chair that we're gonna use today I don't want you to sit on this one yeah just look at me okay (laughs) it's a nice chair I will call this chair the chair of complacency. I don't care. I don't like the church. I don't like Christians. In fact, most of the Christians I, I know, I don't like them. Don't bother me. I'm fine here. Don't talk to me about church or all that stuff, religion. complacency. And uh, coming going back to the, um, the parable, you know, the seed, that seed that falls, that uh, fell among thorns. This is the the the, the seed of complacency. <coughs> People that sit on this chair usually they they, they, they look that they <coughs> that they are uh, having a nice life, but they are obsessed. Obsessed with work, with sex, with money. The person that sits on this chair might be an atheist. Don't believe in the existence of God. Intellectually, some of them sit here. But there is another kind of people that sit on this chair that they are practical Atheist, they live in a way that they show that they don't care, and they live like, like as God doesn't exist. Practical atheist. Now, if you have your Bible, you have a Bible in front of your uh, of your chair, or you or probably we're going to put this passage here. Go to the book of Joshua. I wanted your pastor to feel good about the sermon, so I'm going to quote. The book of Joshua. Joshua. Let's go to chapter uh, 24. And here we have this hero from the Bible that leads his family. This uh, patriarch or this uh, uh, wonderful man of God is sitting on chair number one. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. That's what he says. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt and serve the Lord. This is what Joshua is demanding from his family. And then, in verse 15, he demands a decision. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself. This day, whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euph- Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, but as me, as for me, but as for me and my household. You know, this, this man of God is saying, Me and my family and my house, we will serve the Lord. Okay? He's telling his family, look at me. You choose the people, the people of Israel. You choose, but I already have chosen God. And me and my family are going to serve the Lord. So he has a strong faith. He sold out to God. A little time passes, and then if you turn, uh, I think two pages in your Bible, You will find the book of Judges. And uh, chapter 2, verse 7. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen past tense, who had seen all the great things the Lord had done, past past tense, for Israel. No fresh experiences, No fresh ongoing stories in their lives. They are sitting in this second chair and they are looking back to experiences that the other generation experienced, like, or or they talk about it, like, oh, you remember when we crossed the Jordan River? Or you remember when Jericho, we we, we won that battle, the Battle of Jericho? You remember when the sun. stay still on the, on, on the firmament and God allowed us to uh, fight a war and win the war. Remember that? Just memories. No relationship in this chair with God, just memories. They slipped from this chair to chair number, one, number two. And then we have Judges, uh, verse, uh, chapter two, verse eight. Joshua died. And then, verse 10, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Verse 12, they forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors. They abandoned the Lord. They sit on turn number three from chair number one to chair number two, and then complacency, chair number three. And this must happen in one generation. But it also may happen in one's life. You might start committed to God, loving God, loving your neighbor, and then you sleep to chair number two, and then you compromise, and the time passes, and probably you might end up sitting on the chair number three. The main reason on which chair you're sitting right now is what you think about the Lord. So here, I'm going to give you three words again. Chair number one. This is the word. The people that sit on chair number one think of of God as a relationship. Write it down. Relationship or memorize it. Very easy. Relationship. Chair one is a person who understands that God is real. Prays to God. Has a conversation with God, a relationship. Uh, The person in in chair number one has a daily dependence on God. Especially now with the COVID crisis, have you depend Have you depended on God? Have you prayed to God? Have you had that relationship with God because you are sitting in, in chair number one? And the, the only way you can, you can think about God is, I have a relationship with him. He and, and me are friends. Uh, some of your houses, I don't know, probably I have some friends that have told me that there are houses, they have like, a, like a, um, a picture that says, Jesus is the head of this house. The unseen guest in each meal. The silent listener in every conversation. But do we live like that in our homes? Imagine if we live... This relationship with God daily. Well, chair number two. Religion. Religion. If you sit in, in, in this chair, um, you endure religion instead of having a relationship to enjoy. A lot of do's and don't. God is like a police. He's looking at you. And you are like a driver looking... On the rear mirror, you might be, uh, uh, be surprised. God is going to punish you. So you sometimes behave good, and other times don't behave, don't behave good. People in chair two, they go to church, but they don't open totally to God. They are immature. There's no change. They're, they're, they always have the same kind of problems. doesn't matter how many years they, they've been attending church. Church 2 comes with a drawer. You see that one over there? People in, in Church 2 have a compartments, drawers. For example, uh, they have a compartment, a drawer. Uh, probably they have a roommate or they are married. They have a, a relationship, you see? The they, have a fa- they are married, and that's part of their life. Or probably they have children, okay? And they live part of their lives with their family, but then they put them in, the, in that drawer, and they, sometimes they bring the family before God, but most of the time they just put it there, and they live their lives in compartments. Also, uh, let me see... Oh, these people uh, have um, their jobs, you know, they work, they work, they have their office uh, profession, and they, are fin- they bring money to their house, they bring the food, bacon, the bacon, yeah, okay, <laughs> and, but then they put it back in that one, in that compartment, and they... They don't think that belongs to God. They they, they ask for the blessing of God, but put it aside when it's convenient. Money, finances. Did you preach about that last Sunday? Okay. Money. You make money, you save money, you spend money, but that's part of your life. God is not in it. In this room, so, so sometimes you give, let me see, which is a smaller one, a dollar to the church, okay? But then you put it again in, 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 in your compartment over there. And right here, I don't dare to open that one. This is the secret drawer. There's things in my life, in fact it has a key. It's locked. Don't look at it, okay? I don't dare to show it to nobody, and that doesn't belong to God because that's my secret part of my life. That's people in chair number two, and chair number three. Well, this is uh, this is re- this is relationship, religion. This is rejection. Don't talk to me. Don't don't give me sermons. I'm not ready for sermons. I don't want you to teach me how to live my life. I, I, I don't like Christian, and I don't like the church. I have a, a cousin that yesterday, there, there was a conversation on WhatsApp, and he, he I don't know, I don't, I don't want to put him there, but you know a lot of people in this uh, chair, relatives, friends, you know, and uh, he was asking, if God made us in his image, God then is evil, well, that's his understanding. People on um, this chair understand, misunderstand. They don't understand uh, what we Christians believe we, we and We have a task to bring them into, not chair number two, but chair number one. We have to be compassionate with them, but they reject Jesus. They might put Jesus alongside with other gods or other principles or religions. They say, okay, Jesus is a good guy. He's a good Philosopher, but also this and this and that can help too. But I, I have to tell them that if you do not upset Christ in his terms, you are lost. He is the truth, the way, and the life. Just to him and just to a lot of other stuff is a rejection of Jesus. Okay, let's go a little bit faster here. Now, a question. Who calls the shots in your life? Chair number one, God first. God first. The audience for this chair is God. One person, God. Well, three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay? One person. You live for him in, 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 tough, in tough times. You turn to him for help In temptation and sickness. You look for him. Number Chair number two. God and I, what you feel at the moment. And I know what is to live in chair number uh, two, because I've been, I've been there. Sometimes I don't, I don't listen to God. Sometimes I cannot hear what he says, or sometimes I hear what he says, but I choose not to do what he tells me to do. So this is God and I. And chair number three, me, self. Me, me, call the shots. I am the captain of my own destiny. Another question, how do you see the Bible? How do you look, uh, or how do you view the Bible? Chair number one, they submit to the teachings of the Bible. You trust his promises, you read it. If you don't understand them, you ask, you take courses, you, you ask questions uh, from your leaders. But you decide, when you are sitting here, you decide to leave the principles that come from the word of God. Although you don't, you don't understand. them. In Chile, we just finished a, ser- a series of sermons based on the uh, Sermon of the Mount. That's radical. There's things there, there are commandments there for the Christians that are very difficult to live. Well, people in chair number one, day try to live it, to live them. Practice them. Chair number two, they respect the Bible. It is a good book, good information, but there are other good books around there that we might also uh, study. Chair number three, ignore the Bible. They might have a Bible at home, but it's just for like an ornament. Church. What is church for this chair? Church for chair number one is community. They love the church. They serve the church. They support the church with their finances, with their times. They enjoy being here because they are, uh, they are feeding from, from the word of God, and they have a relationship, fellowship. That's why we're here. We love church, chair number one. Chair number two. Church is like a club, a club where you have connections, where you meet people that can help you with your business. And um, it's just uh, a good place, you know, good people there, and you will connect with them. Chair number three, custom. Church is a custom. It's a tradition. It's a social habit. CEOs, Christmas, Easter. What is the O? No? Huh? Okay. <laughs> only. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Christmas and Easter only. Marriage. Chair number one. It's a covenant. A man and a woman until death do part us. I'm, I'm here, and this, this is a relation of three people God, me, and my wife. This is a covenant. There are vows involved here where God is in the middle. For chair number two is conditional. I want, I want it to last, but you scratch my back and I scratch your back. But if, I, if things are not working, I'm not happy, I get out of it. Chair number three, convenience. Convenience. I get from it what I want and desire etc kids chair number 1 they raise godly kids chair number 2 they raise good kids not necessarily godly but normal normal children chair number 3 successful kids in a school sports with friends but they are not interested in faith Now, let me tell you something. Parents in chair number one tend to raise kids that will sit in chair number one. It is true that every child will choose. They are free to choose the path they're going to continue. But parents in chair number one have a better chance that their kids will be committed to the Lord. Listen to this. Parents in chair number two tend to raise their children to go to chair number three. Children want to see something real, genuine in their parents. If we sit in chair number two, we are accidentally encouraging our children to choose the chair of rejection. So this is the question for you. What chair are you in? If you are in church number one, I know you're not perfect. We're not perfect. We are thankful. And I challenge you to rededicate your life to God today. Take your cross every day and follow him. Rededicate your life to him. Church number two, I have a word for you too. With R, Repent. Repent, turn towards God, have a relationship with God. You say, but I believe, yeah, demons also believe. You have to commit to God. And not everyone who calls Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. You have to do the will of God. God will tell you, I don't know you. Oh, but I, but I pray to you. I say, Lord, Lord, yeah, but I, I don't know you. Know the Lord and let, and let the Lord know you. Repent. Get a relationship back with God. Be as Joshua. Me and my house will serve the Lord. And turn number three. I'm glad you're here, okay? That's the first thing I want to, to say. I'm glad you're here or you are online, okay? You're listening to us online. I'm glad. You might have a lot of, ex- uh, this word, skepticism. You're a septic. <laughs> okay, you understand, right? Okay. You must have a lot of anger towards God. Or you might be hurt by Christians like us. We understand that. And what the word that we have to you today is receive. Receive. Receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Chair number three might be very comfortable. It is comfortable. The longer you stay in this chair, the most difficult is to get up and move. Be careful. Be careful. Jesus can, you know, this chair is comfortable, but it has a lot of voids, a lot of emptiness. And Jesus is the only one that can feel that emptiness in our hearts. God wants to spend eternity with you. Chair number three doesn't have an answer for when they die. And God is offering them eternal life. So receive the good news of Jesus Christ. God loves you so much. Take a step toward God. So chair number 1 rededicate your life to God to the Lord chair number 2 i hope you move to chair number 1 get baptized last Sunday you had a baptism here we hope every Sunday you have a baptism here that you commit to the Lord get baptized that might be your next step towards God in faith And chair number three, I don't invite you to move to chair number two. No. But to move to chair number one and receive Jesus in in your life. You will have a lot of questions. You will have to take little steps in this walk with Jesus. But we are here as a family to help you in your walk with the Lord. Make a move. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, creator of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, our Lord, the Logos, the Word of God, the revelation of God to us, Holy Spirit, God's Ruach here with us, thank you, thank you for talking to us. Thank you for asking us to move ahead. I pray today that you, Lord, speak to us. I have used a lot of words. I've tried to use the best words I can remember in English. But now I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak one word only to you. So close your eyes. Come down. Breathe in. Breathe out. And now I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to take just one word that you need to hear from all these words that have been said today. Listen to that word. That's the word of God for you today.